Coming up, a look at the new Microsoft Azure Information Protection, a new solution that makes it simpler to classify and protect information even as it travels outside of your organization. We will show you new options that let you define how your users can classify their documents and emails during the normal course of their work, how you can define the labels, protections, and visual markings appropriate for your organization, and finally, track where sensitive documents are traveling and how to stop them in their tracks. I'm joined by Dan Plastina, well known as the RMS guy. Thanks, Simon. Good to be here. So, Dan, we've covered a lot of technologies designed to protect data on the show, from data loss prevention to rights management. What's behind this latest solution? What are you trying to solve? So, it used to be that organizations had a perimeter. That perimeter contained the majority of business activity, and the services were really insourced, far more insourced compared to now. Then, as your employees became mobile, you started to punch a whole lot more holes in your firewall, and now activity is happening outside that perimeter. The MDM, Mobile Device Management Offerings, solve for this, and Intune is an example of that. Mm -hmm. However, unfortunately, uh, if you're in IT now, it's a common practice that sensitive data leaves your organization every single day. It's stored in the cloud, it's given to other people. So you're suggesting that I need to protect all of the data that leaves my organization? Oh no, absolutely not. Office 365 and other services provide incredible value by reasoning over data, by being able to look at it. Users will demand that you preserve this value, search, web views, and so on. So really what we're about is helping you protect that small set of data, the confidential data, or even the secret data, uh, so that you can feel safe with that. We're gonna do that by protecting the document itself. Even then, when protected, services like Exchange, Outlook and other products we have are able to reason over that data or react with that data properly. It's that balance that we're striving to achieve. So how does IT really get their arms around this then if they aren't protecting everything? Well, we're going to help with a simple five-step program. The first part is you'll classify your data. That means that you're going to understand what is sensitive and what is not. That will result in labeling. We're going to label the content so that it's known and other systems can behave better knowing the sensitivity of the data. Mm -hmm. Third, if necessary, we'll protect the data. Now that you have a smaller set of sensitive data, you can monitor it for use and possible use. If the data is being abused, you can use some new technologies that I'll show you later, or you can walk down the hall and talk to HR or deal with it some other way. Sounds pretty great in theory, but I guess in practice this could be pretty cumbersome to put into place. Can you show us what it looks like? Sure, sure, absolutely. First, Microsoft has a lot going on in this space. You've already seen some of the cool DLP offerings in this show before. So I'm going to focus on how it is we make it easier to actually classify, label, and protect data. So I'm in Word here, and this is Word 2016 with our add-on. And this is the information protection add-on. And I have a document. It's a sensitive Contoso financial document. And what I'm going to do is classify it. It's not classified today, and I'm going to say that it's confidential. That's it. This document is confidential. Now, if I don't think it was confidential, let's say I want to say it's something more, I just change this, and I'm going to say that this one is secret for finance only. At this point, I've classified that document. That was pretty slick. It actually didn't look like you did any work at all. Uh, what's going on in the background there? Yeah, of course. In fact, we did a whole lot. So the first thing we did was invite the user to classify the content. 
Uh, in this particular case, we did it manually. Some institutions are regulated and require manual intervention. So I classified this as secret for finance only. You can see that up here in the top. The next thing we did was persistently label this file. This file now has a marking that it's secret finance only and other services can look at that tag and deal with it. Third, we protected it. If I go here in the outspace, you can see that this document is protected to a Microsoft policy. So, Dan, I'm an IT guy. Can I automate this for my users? Absolutely. Classification would normally be done via DLP. Sometimes that's not possible, as I said earlier. So we did it manually, and I'll show you how we automate it with this particular demo. So I'm in Word here, and I've got a document. It's a personal document, but I typed in a credit card number. Now, in this particular instance, credit card number is not permitted. It triggers some rules in my company. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to go to save this document. And you'll notice at the top, it says, it is recommended to label this document as secret finance only. I, I just said it was a personal doc, so of course yeah. I'm not going to do that. And so I'll say this document's personal. The act of saying it was personal did not protect it. It labeled it as personal, and so now it's my own document. Now let's go to another document. In this particular case, this document is a work document. It's, a, it's an Azure fraud prevention scenario, and there's an attack vector where people were typing in credit cards. And so I just wrote this up, and I'm about to save it. And here, when I hit Control-S, you'll notice that a watermark was added at the bottom. The big secret was plastered on all over the document. The document was set to secret finance only. And if I go back in the outspace, you'll see that it was protected. It did all of that with no input from me. So that's full automation in that case. So this looks really familiar with an Office DLP demo. What's the nuance here? Yeah, the, the nuance is that now what we're doing is we're classifying, labeling, and protecting everything all at once. In the past, you would have just classified it. So this is much better together. Okay, so presumably IT is sometimes going to get this wrong, especially if they're a bit overambitious with their automation. What then? Well, in this particular case, we're, we're shooting for the getting the right balance here. Um, getting the rules right is not always a slam dunk. This is not easy. So just as Office DLP detection had overrides, we will do the same. And the person who used case was one example of that override, where I just said, no, this is personal uh, for that recommendation. But we will have others where you're forced to do justification of that override. Great. This is really important to be able to prevent a work stoppage and having users complain to the help desk when IT gets it wrong. It's good how we're balancing lockdown versus usability. Yes, I fully agree. Everything that you've shown me thus far was within my company. What about when I want to share with partners and customers, B2B, B2C? Yeah, let's do that. So we're going to flip to the iPad. If you don't mind, I'm going to be showing you a couple of emails mm -hmm. that I sent earlier just to save a little bit of time. So this first email is one where I sent a document to um, someone external to the company and I got a custom rule and the rule basically bounced back saying data classified as secret can't leave the organization unless classified as secret external permitted. So I then got that message. I went back and I created a new document. And this one is external permitted. Uh, being a manager, I was allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to open that document in Word. So Word will launch. It's going to load the document. And what we're going to see is the same protected document with the same watermark that you saw earlier. So Word's enabled for this ecosystem. So that was the demo of protected content. Now we could have used Office Message Encryption instead of a native RMS implementation. 
and that would have given us the opportunity to do one-time password. And that's been covered on your show before, so we won't do that today. And this opens up uh, secure email to everyone, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was the idea. A lot of other schemes like SMIME or PGP have complicated key management schemes, and we're trying to get away from that. Want me to show you one more demo? Yeah, sure. Okay. So let's go back to the mail client. And this time I've got a document that I've sent using our mobile application and our sharing application. And you'll note here that there's two documents. There's the Excel spreadsheet and a protected PDF. So let's open up the Excel spreadsheet, just like we did the Word document. And here Excel is opening this up and it's protected the same way the other one was protected. I'm gonna take a minute and I'm gonna show you the permissions. In this case, the permissions are quite generous because I'm logged in with my work account. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing uh, permissions for me as the author of this document. Let's leave there and go to my personal mail account where the same email came in. And so here I see the PPDF and we're gonna open that with our mobile application. This time we're gonna log in. I recently used the app so it's gonna single sign on. And you see the same spreadsheet but if you look here to the right, I only have view permissions. Granted to me by my work account, but this is my personal account, and now I have access to that content. So let's for a second go back to my work email. And here in my work email, you see that when I share that document, the very first thing I got was an email that said, click here to learn who opened your document or revoke access to it. So I have a tracking portal capability to track use of that data. There's two emails here. Whoops, one just showed up. So we just opened the doc, and so this email is notifying me that, let's go take a peek, that danaplastina.com was granted access on this document. And so here I can go and track this, and I'll click on the here link, and it's gonna bring me to the Azure portal. So this is something that anybody who shares content has the ability to see. And you can sign in, get a tutorial, and learn about the various features of this uh, portal. Now, I'm not going to do this here. I'm going to do this on the PC because I don't want to watch. You know, I don't want you watching and type my password <laughs> yeah, on the password. iPad. So let's just do the same thing here. Now on my PC, and I'm in the tracking portal for that document. You can see that it's quarterly sales report.xls. The bird indicates the document still flying around. Mm -hmm. It was shared on June 11 today. And there have been many views by three users, no denied access to this point, and it's been a little while since activity. Now, if I reload this page, you're gonna see that the time since last activity will change because I just uh, consumed the document. So now it says two minutes since last activity. Let's go take a peek at the map view. So the map view is gonna show me who has had access to this content. So I can see there's a 20 number in here. Let's zoom in a little bit on that. I see someone in, in California and I see someone in New York. That's a little bit of concern, but I can continue zooming in and looking at the bottom and seeing who's accessing the document. And you can see the various times that I've accessed this from my personal account. Let's zoom out here and go look at the people uh, on the East Coast. That's me too. That's not right because that's, I'm here in Redmond right now. Yeah, that's what I mean. So why don't we revoke access to this document? So I'm gonna revoke access it's asking me to confirm. It's an important operation. I will confirm. And now this document is, is being revoked. So at that point, the revoke is complete. I'll close this. And when we do, the bird that was flying around is no longer there. Now on screen, you see that the document was revoked. It was revoked on June 11. 
Let's go back to the device now. Mm -hmm. And on the device, we're going to go back to my personal email account and we're going to open that PPDF again. We're going to open it in our mobile application and it's going to get a license. It's going to single sign on. And in the process of getting a license, now you see your account doesn't have permission to view this content. Contact the owner for permission. So the document was revoked. You could have had this in your pocket. You could have had this offline. There's no way you're opening this document again. This is amazing. So how can these guys actually turn this on now? How do they light this up? Okay, well, let's, let's go into our admin portal. This is the Ibiza portal for Azure Information Protection. I'm gonna go in on the Azure Information Protection service. You're gonna see here the labels that we showed earlier. Personal, public, internal, confidential, and secret. I'm gonna use the top link and I'm gonna change some of the global settings. Here I can change sensitivity strings, I can change descriptions to be compliant with my organization, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna turn on mandatory labeling. Now I'm gonna go click on secret, and what we're gonna do is look at the secret settings. So this is the secret label. Again, I can change descriptions, and we're gonna click on impact of this label, and then look here to note that there's no RMS template, so there's no protection at this mm -hmm. time. So I'm gonna click on that dropdown. I'm gonna pick Contoso FTE read only. And now we have a policy assigned with this label. I'm gonna look at the visual markings. I'm all happy with that. Now, once I'm done with that, I close my blade. I'm notified that I need to publish this policy in order to affect all of the endpoints. Mm -hmm. And so I'm gonna do that and confirm. And at that point, my policy was published and the notification goes away. What about automation? Well, automation here is similar to what we've had before. You've seen this in Office 365 DLP. Generally speaking, we're gonna have the same thing. We want to share one set of policy that's used uh, by all of the endpoints. Uh, to that end, we're working with a lot of partners, both internal, such as our cloud app security team. We're also working with all of the DLP vendors and some industry leaders in the information protection space. What we want is to get everybody to adhere to the same set of labeling and classification models. And so far, so good. Everyone's really excited. They know it's the right thing to do. How can folks keep up to date with this, Dan? Well, I'm at the RMS guy. And on the screen, there are a couple of links. If you happen to be a developer and you want to contact us about participating in some of our frameworks, email us at askipteam at microsoft.com. Thanks, Dan. And don't forget to keep watching Microsoft Mechanics for the latest in tech updates. Thank you for watching and bye for now.